Hello, this is Rob and Mike from the McClellan Financial Group of Asante Capital Management, and this is Think Smart with TMFG. Mike, you and I have been talking a lot about housing, and we know there is a major housing boom going on. This is our probably third podcast on housing. And you recently made a a very interesting observation, and that is the role that the real estate agent is playing in this housing boom. And they've changed their tactics. And I, I thought it might be interesting to explore this and let the audience know what's really going on out there with real estate agents and, and why they've changed their game. Well, let's talk about how things used to work. Like we've all bought and sold houses in the past, 15, 20 years ago. And the real estate agent would come in and you meet with your real estate agent. And what was your first discussion? What's What do you think my house is worth? And yeah. how quickly can I sell it? That's the main discussion, right? And they would give you a price and they would come up with an idea and they say, let's say at that time your house was worth $500,000. And they tell you that your house was probably worth about $500,000. And what would you try to ask for that house? I'd probably ask for a little more, 550000 Yeah. And say if things go, you'll settle down and maybe I'll end up with my $500,000 and you'll probably end up coming around four seventy or four eighty. But that used to be the expertise in the real estate agent. They could come in and that's what you're paying them for to go and tell you what your house was worth. And you always, you know, you wanted to make sure it was listed properly, right? And they might fluff it up a bit, put some new flowers in the garden and even inside the house. And they may have you take a piece of furniture or two out, but that was about the extent of it. And they were pretty well compensated at a a 6% commission. They got paid well and they had to advertise. So at that time, there wasn't, I think even at one point, there wasn't really an MLS available or anything like that. So they had to go and advertise it all over the place and create buyers. And yeah, it was was what they did. That was part of the commission. how long would it take to sell a house? Usually about six months. I it Probably that was in the, the bad markets, but usually I remember selling a townhouse and you know I expected to wait two to three months to get it sold. It certainly wasn't days. It was more like months yeah, it, and not even weeks. It was, it was months. It's a stressful piece of time too, because remember you had to go home and get your house ready every time when someone's coming to see it. <laughs> every week you'd be at work. I got to run and get the house cleaned up because someone's exactly, going to come Exactly. Exactly. No dishes in the, you yeah. know, in, the, in the sink. And they'd also help negotiate all terms of the sale. So once that sale happened, they'd work on, you know, closing time periods, inspections, all the details to get this stuff to close right. So things have changed in that regards. And we're now seeing housing prices going through the roof. And from what we've seen, the real estate agent is playing a role in that. And they've changed. And there's a reason they changed. They were under fee pressure. And we started to see the competition come in. And people were offering where they would do it for, you know, it went down to 5% initially. And then it went to 4%. And now we're even seeing 1% commission on the sale of your house. So what have agents done to change the game? So what they've done is now when you go meet with an agent, the discussion will be more about what everything sold in the area, what your houses are worth on your block and get that idea. And they'll set a price below what they'd expect to, everyone knows what your house is worth, but what they'll do is they'll set a a price below that. And now what they're doing is they're going to create interest in your house and try to create a bid and war to get well above. It's almost like an auction if you set a minimum bid. That's why you set that price and they auction up the price to a higher amount. And they try to work with the offers, but they try to make sure you have a firm offer so there's nothing that can go wrong. Most houses as I see going on right now have no conditions attached to them. 
Otherwise, you can't buy it. They'll look at the offers, and the only person that's going to get an offer that's going to go through has to be well above asking. I'm seeing ones trading two, three hundred thousand dollars above asking, and with no conditions. So that's what they've made it a real easy transaction where all the risk is now on the buyer rather than the seller. So they've been able to really negotiate things that way. And I guess when you go into details on why this happened, as you said, fee pressure was coming in, much because there was this FSBO, which was for sale by owner. And when we had this FSBO happening, that was really starting to dig into real estate commissions. And at that time, the real estate companies thought, how can we beat this, right? Because that's going to really take away our margins if people could do this. The reality is people used to think you need a real estate agent to sell your property. You need a lawyer. Even if you have a real estate agent, you still have to buy, you still have to pay a still lawyer. Still need the lawyer. Yeah. And yeah. the lawyer is the only crucial part to do in the transaction. The real estate is just the one who sort of sets the two buyer and sellers together. So as that was starting to be competition, the real estate agencies got together and they said, how can we do this? And they said, the one thing that they can't do by selling themselves is they can't put a lower price and they can't create enough of an audience to guarantee they're going to get the market value on the house. So what real estate companies now offer is the ability to end up in an auction type environment and provide enough interested buyers to get the actual price that the house is worth. So they've really knocked out that whole section of the marketplace. You can't go and list your house for $200,000 below what it's worth and hope enough people show up to bid it up to that price anymore by yourself. So real estate has cemented their position in that uh, transaction. Do you think that's played a role in driving up prices? Oh, of course. Yeah, it's had, it's had a heavy role in driving up prices. You made an interesting point that before it used to be the seller that had all the stress. Am I going to get the money? How quickly am I going to get it? Is the closing gate going to work? Because I've often, you the reason you're selling is because you may have purchased a new place and you, you need to be out by August 1st or whatever the date is. And the last thing you want is to have your sale closing in November and you have to be out in August because that just case creates all kinds of issues. You know, where am I going to live and, and can I move into my new place and how am I going to do this financing and so on? And you're scared by the banks. The banks love it because they see it as a huge opportunity for them to make a little extra money. But now it's switched. Now the seller's sitting there and they're reviewing 40 offers and they can pick and choose what they want because they've undervalued the house. Now, there's a risk, yeah. right? The risk is the market drops and no one wants to buy their house, but that doesn't seem to be happening. The biggest stress I've seen in real estate in the last few years has been people trying to buy houses and losing them. They keep on bid. They don't know how much to bid over asking. Like it, it seems funny. I bid 100000 over asking. I lost it, you know, right. with no condition. So they don't know how high they go. And if they start throwing stupid numbers, they don't know if they're being stupid and paying way too much for it. It's a very stressful thing to buy a house right now. Selling's a piece of cake. You just put it up and you sit back and take your best offer. And the other problem today is because interest rates are so low, if the agent says, well, you know, what's another 100000 at 2%? It's not, you know, it's $2,000. You don't want to yeah. lose this house. Because $2,000. No, it's it's 100000 No, 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 it's 2000 That's your only cost. It's like 100000 is just the debt. It's like lease payments on cars, isn't it? <laughs> How much more are you going to pay per month? I, I guess the one interesting thing is when we watch this, this strategy, back when we started this industry, back in the 80s and 90s, there was a similar thing that was going on in the Vancouver Stock Exchange. And we used to call them boiler rooms. And you'd watch all these shady advisors. I won't call them advisors, stockbrokers, these shady stockbrokers at the time. 
and they'd go and create bidding wars between clients on a stock and they could bid against each other and pick the price up to way more than that stock was ever worth just by having two people bid against it. And luckily the financial industry finally tried to shut that down and make sure it doesn't happen anymore because so many people lose the money on it. But there doesn't seem to be the same restrictions or people looking at the real estate market to say, listen guys, you got to slow this down. People are paying a bit too much for houses and they don't know what they're doing. But there seems to be no real legislation to stop it, is there? The government doesn't seem to want to jump into any of this stuff too quickly. And, and yet it's, it's huge business in this country, huge revenue source for the government. And I guess they probably don't want to cut off their revenue source completely. You know, this land transfer tax, they make a lot of money on land transfer tax. And so they don't want housing to slow down, the, the transfers to slow down either, you know, the buys and the sells. They've got a vested interest in this. So, but they do need to step in and, and, and you know, this is, this is kind of ridiculous because people are overpaying. Whenever you see housing go up this much, something's wrong. The market's broken. And the other thing that no one's acknowledging is these are leveraged investments that people are doing too. And sometimes leverage at 90%. Like that's a lot of leverage. I know in our industry, you could never leverage anything that way. No. It's ridiculous the amount of leverage that goes on. And that they can bid a price up on, uh, on something like that with this high leverage adds tons of risk that I don't think people realize. So are we expecting a change? Probably not. Are we happy with what's going on? Probably not. I'm happy I'm not uh, trying to buy a new house right now. I guess if I was in a position to sell a house, I'd probably be a little happier because prices are up. Yeah. Remember, I was listening to one podcast and they said that the majority of most people in Canada's net worth is in their home right? And for any politician to run on a platform that's going to reduce the value of that home, it would be impossible for them to get elected to any political position. So when you watch what goes on between the politics, everyone's trying to support that rise in value of the house because that's where most people's money is. So that's probably how it's going to continue until something finally stops it. <laughs> something will one day. That brings us to the end of another week. This is Rob and Mike with Think Smart with TMFG. listening to the McClellan Financial Group of Asante Capital Management Limited. Asante Capital Management Limited is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. Insurance products and services are provided through Asante Estate and Insurance Services Incorporated. This material is provided for general information and is subject to change without notice. Every effort has been made to compile this material from reliable sources. However, no warranty can be made as to its accuracy or completeness. Before acting on any of the previous information, please make sure to see a professional advisor for individual financial advice based on your personal circumstances. The opinions expressed are those of the authors and not necessarily those of Asante Capital Management Limited.